The Pelicans fall to 1-6 after losses at home to the Sacramento Kings and the New York Knicks. What's going on with the team so far, and is it easily fixable? We'll dive into it all in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans at NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with y'all on this Monday, ready to kick off a week's worth of shows because we are five days a week, the only show that's coming to you that often, breaking down everything you want to know about this team, so please make Locked On on Pelicans, your first listen every single day. So the Pelicans went 0-2 over the weekend, losses to the Kings, the Knicks. We'll talk about those games just kind of together in the third segment of today's show. But what's wrong with this team, right? Like, it, they they don't quit, that's good, but they're still 1-6 in six and they're starting to become... You know, we don't want to look at standings too much right now, but they're starting to definitely kind of fall out of it and dig themselves into a hole, which is going to be difficult to overcome later. And with a four-game road trip coming up with a game against teams like the Dallas Mavericks, the Golden State Warriors, the Phoenix Suns, and the Sacramento Kings, you could be looking at 1-10 if they go 0-4 on that road trip. And I think there's a real possibility about that. So let's talk about what's wrong with the team, what's easily fixable, and then we'll look at the games over the weekend, what we learned, and throw Herb Jones a whole lot of love in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. So let's start with just what's wrong. And and the number one thing really is the offense, particularly the half-court offense for New Orleans. Cleaning the glass, the side that I really love for a lot of advanced metrics, puts them as the 25th offense in the league. So they're one of the five worst offenses. They're just not good in that area right now. And they don't do anything particularly well offensively. When you look at this team, they don't get to the rim a lot. They're not taking a ton of threes. They're not one of the you know fewest three-point shooting teams, but they're really not taking as many threes as you would like. They're in the bottom third of the league with that coming in at 22nd there. So it leaves them taking a lot of mid-range jumpers, which for a guy like Brandon Ingram is fine. For pretty much everyone else, other than maybe Devontae Graham, that's not a good thing. It's kind of the most inefficient shot you can take. So their shot profile is pretty bad right now, and that's a big part of why they are struggling. They're not getting into transition offense nearly as much, partially because they're giving up easy opportunities for opponents to score with their offense by turning the ball over, which they do in the, again, bottom third rate in the league. Everything when when you look at this offense is just bad right now. They don't do anything particularly well, the only thing they're good is basically when they re- uh, grab an offensive board. Then they then they can score. But their half-court offense really, really struggles overall because there's no one that's a consistent threat outside of Valanciunas and Brandon Ingram right now, right? That game against the Sacramento Kings, you basically can forget about Nikhil Alexander-Walker and Devontae Graham contributing in that one. Combined, they scored 27 points, but it was on horrible efficiency, 
for both of those guys. That's not a good thing. They struggled at times in the loss to the uh, New York Knicks, too. Nikhil Alexander-Walker was bad in that one. So was Devontae Graham. Again, very inefficient. And the Pelicans are just painful to watch when it comes to offense. You have Valanciunas. That's that's really it. Like That's the guy that can go out and score, and that's what he does. But no one else really steps up in that area and scores efficiently, which means they're losing games because of this. Zion's going to fix some of that, I think, certainly. But that inconsistency from some of these guys is going to hurt, right? Like if Nikhil still has terrible shooting nights, which he's basically been having past week or so, that's even with Zion, it's still an issue, right? Same for Devontae Graham if he's up and down and up and down. And that's what I complained biggest about Lonzo Ball, right? He was kind of a boomer bust player, it really felt like. These guys are kind of doing that right now. And that's not the type of internal growth that the team wanted from Nikhil. That's not the impact that Devontae Graham was supposed to have offensively for this team. Maybe their roles change a little bit when Zion comes back. But if they can't do this, I'm not really too sure. And that's kind of the concerning thing. There's not the ability to really change this roster over a whole lot right away. And you've seen it with Brandon Ingram. And we talked about it in Friday's show, right? About how Willie Green was getting better with his rotations and lineups around BI to put another kind of creator out there, another scorer with him, uh, because he realized it was just too easy for teams to kind of swarm him when it was him and four bench guys. And that wasn't working. You know, unless he can kind of figure out the right rotations and the right lineups to unlock some of these guys, it might be a slog going forward. Valanciunas can do a lot, and he's been unbelievably impressive and is the best Pelican so far this season. But they need other people to step up, but that's not Josh Hart, right? Like, that's never been that guy. It's not going to be that offensive threat. Kyra's too up and down. Devontae Graham, I don't think, is as up and down as Nikhil. He's just been a little bit inefficient right now, and that's not... Great, you need him to kind of be that efficient scorer. Herb Jones doesn't score a ton. He does and contributes in other ways. Kyra Lewis Jr. looks a little bit overwhelmed at times out there and hasn't been contributing like they want. Like, where's the offense supposed to come from? And I think that's kind of the concerning thing. They're not generating anything that's great right now, and that's why you're seeing them kind of flounder. Against the both teams, the Knicks and the Kings, they just struggle to score in the beginning, and they start to kind of figure it out a little bit later. But by then, it's... You know, the game's done. You're trying to kind of fiercely come back. They get close, but, you know, they're far enough behind that teams can kind of hold off that rally a little bit. And particularly against the Kings, they only came alive basically in the fourth quarter. On that game, by the way, they finished with a total. Where was the assist number? It was a pretty low number, I think. They finished with 18 assists on the night. That's it. Those are terrible numbers here. They need to figure out a way to generate more looks. I know that Willie Green has said he wants... Well, we'll talk about this coming up. Let's talk about this in the next segment here about how they can maybe fix some things and get things going again to try and start winning some games and climb out of the hole that they're in so far. So we'll get into that coming up here next in today's episode of Lockdown Pelicans, plus talk about the games over the weekend and what we saw and what I saw. But before we do that, today's episode of Lockdown Pelicans is brought to you by Indeed.com. Thanks to the great resignation, the job market is filled with once-in-a-generation talent. So how's your organization going to put together an all-star team? Your front office needs an all-star roster and you need Indeed. Indeed.com. Indeed is the hiring partner that gets you what you really want. A short list of quality candidates as fast as possible because you can do it all. Attract, 
interview, and hire all at Indeed. Don't struggle to find your own quality candidates. Indeed can help you hire the right people right now. Indeed partners with you on every step of the hiring process so you can find talent with the skills you need through tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and even virtual interviews. With Instant Match, as soon as you sponsor a post, you get a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description, and you can even invite them to apply right away. With Indeed Instant Match, over 90% of employers get quality candidates as soon as they sponsor their job post, according to Indeed data. Candidates you uh, candidates you invite to apply through Instant Match are three times more likely to apply to your job than those who just see it in a search, according to Indeed data. So get started right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash locked on. That's a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash locked. Indeed.com slash locked. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is also brought to you by DirecTV Stream. Does it sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite TV shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for all the other good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle, and it's a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called DirecTV Stream, and it brings you your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and all the confusion with all those different remotes and everything and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device requires content varies by package. All right, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every single day, free and available five days a week for you all. No one else talking Pelicans like this, no paywall or anything like that. We're just breaking down what's going on with this team that unfortunately right now just has one win. So I, I, I said on Friday's show, I think the defense is better than the numbers indicate, and it's definitely being impacted by how bad the offense is and the turnover rate from the offense. A lot of these missed shots, letting teams get into transition and run against New Orleans, where they're really kind of just killing him for the most part. And it hasn't been good. Can that get fixed though, right? Like what can they do right now to try and get some more wins and just kind of right the offense? And again, according to Cleaning the Glass, is 25th in the league and doesn't show a ton of signs of improving, right? You know, Brandon Ingram being out wasn't going to help things. They fought hard against the Knicks. That's great, but you got to win games and you got to score points. And they're, they're really struggling to do that, particularly in the first half of games right now. Willie Green had said, especially with that Kings game, that they weren't moving the ball. They had six assists in the first half. That's it. Just six. And once they started moving the ball, those assist numbers picked up. They had 12 in the second half. But maybe instead of this being a little bit more free-flowing and them just kind of being out there, allowed to kind of improvise and try and score and run, you know, sets and different things like that for each other. Maybe Willie Green needs to take a bit more of a micromanaged approach and make sure they're getting into offensive sets in the half court, making sure you are seeing that off ball movement from guys. It was really evident in the Knicks game where it was just a lot of passing the ball around the perimeter at times, not a lot of off ball movement, no real cuts or anything like that. Just guys kind of standing around, you know, not even setting picks for one another just nothing happening and that's a good way to not score points 
because you can become really easy to defend. So maybe Willie Green needs to make sure that they're running sets, that they're running ball screens, they're running different actions and doing little things to get guys open, to get them good looks, and to get some offense flowing. And maybe it means they won't need to rely on some of those long mid-rangers as much. Maybe you need to get a guy like Trey Murphy a little bit more involved in the offense. He didn't take a shot until the second half of the game against the Kings. It's a good three-point shooter. Spring him open off pin downs or something like that, whatever it is, to get him open from the th- on the three-point line and let him launch away. Maybe that generates some things. These guys clearly aren't doing it kind of on their own, so maybe Willie Green needs to take a more, again, I don't know if micromanaging approach is the way to go, but just to be a little bit more involved and make sure that they're doing kind of the things that they need to do. I think that could help a little bit. Certainly, when Zion comes back, that's going to help things too, right? That takes a ton of the scoring load off these guys who maybe just aren't ready for it. You know, maybe Nikhil shouldn't be kind of a high-volume guy that he's trying to be right now. Maybe he needs to be taking fewer shots. 16 in the game against the Kings. He took 13 in the game against the uh, Knicks. Maybe he shouldn't be doing that, and maybe he needs to kind of find a different role right now. But he's definitely struggling, and we're going to look at that probably more tomorrow and maybe the rest of this week, too, as we try and kind of break down what's happening to the Pelicans' 30-year guard here, who they really need to step up. So Zion will fix some of it, but look, if these guys can't get open from three, if they're not going to take a lot of threes how much, you know, what gets fixed around him, right? Like, and that's kind of my my concern. I look at this team, and I'm a little bit lost to try and figure out what, what, what they're doing and what's going on. And yeah, Zion's going to add another 20 points per game, you know, 30 points per game, somewhere in that range when he's back to kind of being fully healthy in his usual self. But that just means points are going to go away from someone else. It's not like you add 30 points into what they're already already doing now. And if those other guys aren't stepping up, well, it's going to be even more inefficient and they still might struggle with that. I think the defense is better than what we see, what the numbers indicate. I really, really do. And if they stop turning the ball over as much, then maybe that can make things better. But against the Kings, they didn't turn it over. They had 10 turnovers and they still struggled to score. They still couldn't hit threes. They were 9 of 34 in that game. They shot 43% on the night. King shot 50%. They need to kind of generate easier offense. And I think that's going to be a real big thing. And again, if they do that, it means teams aren't going to run against them as much, which means the defense gets to get back and get set and defend a little bit easier, which maybe means they force some more turnovers, which means the offense can finally start to get in transition again and score some easy buckets because they're not getting those chances right now. So it's kind of one of those things where, it starts to compound in a good way and snowball in a good way of if you can score a little bit better than what you're doing now, it eases the pressure on your defense and then that makes your offense even better, which makes your defense even better because of it. And it just kind of keeps building off of each other. And I think that's kind of what they need to do, but they definitely need to start trying some different things. And again, maybe different lineups to make sure you have two guys that can score out there all times uh, as they started doing around Brandon Ingram. But maybe you need to do it with some of these bench units and other guys as well. And definitely trying to run more set plays, things like that to try and maybe start to develop a bit more of an identity, I think, um, to kind of get out there and score some points. They don't have an offensive identity right now. Obviously, Zion being out really impacts that. But what are they trying to do out there? They're kind of like what you know, if it's that free flowing offense that Willie Green wants, then they got to move off ball. They got to set screens for each other, and you can't have those possessions where they're just not doing that.
That's a problem, right? Yeah, totally. All right, so coming up, let's talk about the two games over the weekend, the loss to the Sacramento Kings, the loss to the New York Knicks, some notes I have from the games that we saw out there. So coming up here next in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by Built Bar. Did you know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors that there's something for everyone? And when you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their faves. And if you don't know what the Built Bar flavors are, you're missing out. Coconut, Cherry Barcia, Raspberry, Mint Brownie, Double Chocolate, Salted Caramel, Strawberry, Orange, Cookies and Cream, German Chocolate Cake. They have limited time flavors too. Again, I love the Mint Brownie. I just got an order of the Raspberry in and it's excellent. You're going to think you're eating a candy bar. These things are healthy for you. You may as well eat the ones that taste good and Bilt Bar is easily the best tasting out there. And they're like I said, they're healthy, right? 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories between 130 and 180, only 4 to 5 grams sugar, only 4 to 5 grams net carbs. All amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. So go to Bilt.com, use promo code LOCK15 and you're going to get 15% off your next order. Again, that is promo code LOCK15 for 15% off over at Bilt.com. Thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every single day. We are free and available five days a week for you all on all platforms, including everywhere you get your podcasts and on YouTube. And for your second listen, go listen to the Locked On Saints podcast from the great host Ross Jackson, who I hung out with over the weekend because he was in town covering the Saints game and their big win over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that they pulled that off without Jameis Winston. And what's that? whole QB situation going to look like going forward. Ross is going to be covering it over at Locked On Saints, so make sure you make sure they're your second listen every single day. All right, talking about the Pelicans dropping to 1-6 and six with losses over the weekend to the Sacramento Kings 113-109 and then the New York Knicks 123-117. Both games kind of followed a bit of a similar trajectory, I think, right? Against the Kings, they fell into a big hole 13 points early on and then never gave up and kind of fought their way back. There's definitely kind of that hallmark of this team of they don't give up and they fight until the very bitter end when it inevitably gets away from them because they just don't kind of have the horses to take them over to the finish line, right? You're just kind of missing the guys to to go out and close games because they're still struggling with that. Devontae Graham struggled with it in the New York Knicks game. You know, he passed up a couple of open looks or at least threes he needed to just launch. I don't really know why, because it, maybe he was scared to take the shot, I think, um, which is a bit of a concerning thing. You know, Brandon Ingram in that game to kind of take them down all the way. You know, he was banged up from the game against the Sacramento Kings, so he wasn't his most efficient self. But outside of Valanciunas, like, who, who do you trust down the stretch? And I don't know if there really is anybody right now. And that's something they're going to need to figure out and start to kind of win, because this was a problem last season. Definitely a problem in both of these games. They can get out of the hole and right back in it and then it just they hit a wall and it stops Zion going to be the closer for this team is it going to be Brandon Ingram finally stepping up and kind of assuming that kind of killer closer role or are they just going to struggle in close games you know maybe they just don't have it kind of in them to a certain degree and I worry about that a little bit Again, in both of these games, an up-and-down performance from Nikhil Alexander-Walker, 5 of 16 against the Kings, 3 of 13 against the New York Knicks. Um, Sorry, 5 of 13 against the New York Knicks. It's not good. 13 points against the Knicks on 13 shots is bad. Um, He scored 11 points on 16 shots. Woof, that's bad, against the Sacramento Kings. They need him to be more consistent. 
And we'll break down what his struggles are probably in tomorrow's show. Devontae Graham again, up and down. 16 points on 16 shots against the Kings, against the New York Knicks. 17 points on 21 shots. Like, that's negative efficiency, essentially, during a stretch like that. There's no one to score right now, and other than Valanciunas, who, by the way, in both of these games, excellent. Against the Kings, 24 points, 13 boards, 10 of 14 shooting. Against the Knicks, 27 points, 14 boards, 10 of 15 shooting. He is consistent. He is good. Again, maybe you can run him more with the second unit when Zion comes back. That's going to be a wonderful thing. But he has been punishing teams. And he started showing off kind of everything, particularly against the Knicks, right? Made a three. You saw him in the mid-range a little bit more, just kind of taking what the defense gave him. I like that out of him. That was really great. Uh, Herb Jones was also the other highlight from both of these games. He was on De'Aaron Fox to start against the Sacramento Kings. He held Fox um, or kind of disrupted his night. Fox got 23 points, but on 21 shots, 9 of 21. That's not great. And against Julius Randle and the New York Knicks, and Randle is amazing right now. He was second team all NBA last season for, for really good reason. He was just four of nine. He took nine shots in almost 38 minutes of game action and scored 10 points. That's it. That is an unbelievable job from Herb Jones, who is so freaking good and just blanketed him and limited him. I don't know if he starts when Zion comes back, though. His offense started to get a little bit better against the Knicks. He was six of 13, but 0 for three from deep. But five assists, three boards. He can kind of do a little bit of everything, and he's been just a straight-up revelation. He is so good this year for this team and look credit to the team for never quitting and just fighting hard until the very end just not good enough just not a good enough roster to kind of get them over the edge but they tried I don't know like it's tough to kind of find silver linings in these games and again one of the things I noticed in both these they just stand around the perimeter a lot and don't really do a whole lot of offensive stuff they need to kind of figure that out um, and get that all set to try and win some games because it's been rough and it's not going to get any easier on this road trip. So that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. We'll talk to Nikhil Alexander-Walker tomorrow and kind of look at his game and where he's struggling and get you set um, as well for the game against the Phoenix Suns on the road, kicking off this four-game road trip. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. I'll be back with you all tomorrow.